Welcome to the Interviews Podcast. Welcome, Interisti, to episode 47 of the Interviews Podcast. We are here for a win pod after a long international break. They seem to get longer every time we do this, but uh, we're here for a win pod. Inter takes the victory against Torino 3-0 at the Stadio Olimpico in Torino. Goals from Marcus Turam in the 59th minute, Lautaro in the 67th, and then Idolonero Blue, Hakan Chalonoglu with a 95th minute penalty to seal the deal. a lot to talk about from today, some good, some bad, but ultimately I think Torino has given up one goal at home and we were able to put three past them to retake the lead uh, on the top of Serie A with Juventus and, and Milan coming up to play tomorrow um, and Napoli getting a victory earlier today. So we'll break it all down, uh, all down as always. I am one half of your co-hosting duo, Alessandro Rafa, joined here by Johnny Paterno. Johnny. This was a. This is sort of the definition of a trap game, right? Uh, away from home against a team that is incredibly defensively solid and well coached, uh, but the boys come away with the victory. How are you feeling after uh, the three points today? Yeah, you know, um, that first the first thirty minutes, I thought we were really taking it to Torino. I was surprised we didn't get on the score sheet, and then towards the end of the first half, there was a. A little bit of a spark from Torino there. Gave me a little bit of a scare. Um, but Jan Sommer, safe hands. I mean, really made three huge saves for us. Um, and then after that, it really looked like once we started the second half, we came out with a purpose. But uh, I'm glad we were able to get away with the three points. It feels it feels like it's been a while since we've been able to celebrate a win. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, no, really good, uh, really good outcome. And uh Listen, after after seeing what happened to Shores, I'm I'm glad we were able to leave that pitch with uh, with everyone intact too. Yeah, that was rough uh, to see. Obviously, hope that he's a he's a great young player. Um, so obviously, hope that he's going to be okay. But it did look like his knee sort of gave out. Don't want to speculate, but um, hopefully, he's he's not out too long um, because he is a uh, that's, a good young dude, player. If you're in tears like that, and with where they put that 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 ice pack on the inside. Uh, I, I'm, I mean, he probably tore more than one ligament, but I'm, but definitely at least an MCL. Because as someone who's torn an MCL inside, if you're putting ice on there for the, for the pain, yeah, it's probably probably a ligament. Yeah, sure. and I, um, you know, I hope there's no conversation around, you know, either players tackling dirty or anything like that, because it was it was not that, via yeah, the challenge. That was not a day. Yeah, his his knee got caught up there. Um, so we'll see how long he's out. But the game did change after that injury for sure. And I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you watch the goals. It's not like, oh, it, you know, Scherz would have been there for every single one of them. But it did feel like, it, you know, maybe it had taken the wind out of Torino's sales momentum wise. Um, yeah, tough loss for them. So let's let's dive into the game a little bit and then we'll talk about uh, each of the individual players. So. I took some notes here. I decided I'm going to start taking notes as the game goes on um, rather than, you know, tweeting during the game just, uh, you know, so we can, we can, you know, look back on these as, as the pod goes on. So 
up to the 20 minute mark, a couple things that that stood out to me. So first of all, high press early from both teams, which is, you know, to be expected. I think we both are aggressive pre- pressing sides. Um, but our midfield was getting bypassed a little bit. I thought sure started the game really well. He eventually gave the ball away a few times, um, but started the game, you know, pretty well. Like you mentioned, uh, Darmian Pavard combo down the right cross into Lautaro who, who isn't able to get on the end of it. We saw a little bit of Di Marco coming centrally. Um, you know, Schurz had a giveaway that Lautaro almost had a breakaway if he uh, if he was able to get his control right. Um, and then we saw Turam cut in and, and hit a shot pretty centrally. But early on, it wasn't... Do you consider what we saw early on symptomatic of sort of the slow starts that we've been having this year? Or do you think that we opened the game a little bit better than, than we have been usually? Yeah, personally, I feel like we did open the game a little bit better than we had. I also expected it to be a little bit slow, though, personally, um, just given the fact that a lot of these guys are coming back from the international break, you know, could be jet lag. You know, you could see Torino didn't even start Sanabria um, because they were, you know, they expected the the fatigue and the, and the jet lag there. So I thought it was a good start. I thought a lot of our mistakes in the first half were more self-inflicted more so than Torino doing anything of, of note um, I thought midfield specifically Mkhitaryan and, and, and some some of what Barella did um, was a little sloppy but I'm, I wasn't going to be quick to to panic with it you know I, I feel like we did a lot of things that were right a lot of things that did work out um, and I think we as long as we didn't concede which obviously we we did not do um, we would be fine, really. And we know how Torino struggles to score goals. And um, that trend continued for them as well. So, Yeah, I think, um, you know, coming into the game, we know Torino plays that that um, they're tough to break, right? They're, they're really compact um, and they're aggressive in their tackling. And there was a lot of, of fouls on, on Inter players. Um, a lot of... Uh, yeah, that... Yeah. Yeah, a lot of Lautaro and Turam getting the ball in the middle of the park and then immediately coming under pressure and, and getting fouled. Um, it seems like, you know, a lot of our good play comes from the forwards coming deep, combining, and then, you know, us moving forward on the break. But Torino seemed to be specifically trying to attack that by corralling the forwards as soon as as they came under pressure. That change in the second half where you saw especially Turam and his hold up play was really, really good. Um, but it looked like that was their strategy was to sort of get into those those tackles uh, as soon as the ball came into our forwards, which there was a lot of fouling. So um, that was one thing. I think as the second half went on, obviously, uh, sorry, as the first the second part of the first half went on, uh, Torino started to come into the game a little bit and get momentum. And I think my main takeaway was that no bastoni. Um, to play the ball out from the back was, you know, hurting our, you know, our buildup play, right? Um, not having him in do you there. you mean just on the, on the left side or do you mean in general? Just on the left side, I think we, like, you saw that DiMarco didn't have as good of a game as he usually does. Yeah. But I think that that's more so because Bastoni allows DiMarco to be who he is um, in the way that he's so dangerous bringing the ball up the field. It allows DiMarco to sort of stretch play and get into those advanced areas where 
Acerbi's good on the ball, but he doesn't progress the ball forward the way that Bastoni does. And I thought that that was sort of a, a glaring, one of those things where you look at it and you say, okay, you know, they're sort of missing this player. And when he's out of the team, um, you feel the effects of it. Yeah, I mean, I felt the left side in general was weak. Um, Acerbi and Di Marco were both struggling. You know, I, I talking to, to Tony, who wasn't able to watch the game, um, which shout out Tony, he's known as in the hospital, um, you know, wishing her the best and, and you know, to, to obviously, you know, putting family ahead of the game is always important. But so I was kind of keeping him up to date with with everything that was going on. And, and I was saying, you know, hey, we got to we got to make subs immediately. Acerbi and, and uh, Di Marco are just just getting cut up. And I feel like that they were both liabilities. I definitely think Bastoni would have helped in that sense. But I also think that he may not have been able to do as much because of how DiMarco was not playing up to par. So it, the perfect thing would have been able to do Bastoni and Augusto together because I think once Carlos Augusto came on, things definitely calmed down and, and he was able to, you know, I, I always thought his defensive aspects were going to be a little bit of a weakness. And, and today he was much stronger than I you know, recall. I mean, he's been pretty good for us all season, but I mean, even just from what I remember from him at Monza, um, he's definitely a much better player than than what we're used to. So, or what I was expecting, I should say. So, yeah, um, yeah. I, I, my uh, first subs would have been Bastoni, Augusto, and Fratesi. Um, obviously, we 100%. saw we saw a different. I think he wanted to completely give Bastoni the day off, which you know, having this this three points yeah. allows us to uh, to be able to rest him um, after he put in some important minutes for Italy this break, but. Uh, yeah, no Bastoni back there um, definitely changes the way the buildup is. And you thought that maybe it would have cycled a little bit more through Pavard, who Pavard didn't have his best game today um, as an Inter player. He almost had a, a bad giveaway uh, where he basically hit the ball off Lazzaro. And if uh, if Somer wasn't there, it could have been could have been bad. But um, he did have a nice switch to Turam uh, in the first half, which, you know, I definitely want to see more of that. But I think in the way that these two teams matched up, it made me understand that there are going to be times where teams like Torino really close down the spaces and make it difficult for us to either counterattack or break them open with passing. Um, and I think it shows just the importance of having players who can who can break the lines and who can break teams down through carrying the ball as opposed to actually you know, passing it around. Right. I think we were definitely missing that, um, today. And it would have been nice, like, you know, Fratesi, Augusto, uh, Quadrado, those are players that we have that can break the lines, you know, by actually carrying the ball. And I think that that's what we needed, um, in that first half, but obviously we, you know, we took the game to them in, in the second half, um, second half. So Barella, Another yellow for uh, talking shit to a referee. Um, I've brought this up multiple times on this podcast that it really annoys me, you know, when he does this and gets so animated and gets in the, the ref's book for no reason. He had to get hauled off, obviously, but. But you do think that that was really that animated? It's just he is. We've seen this happen a lot. Like he he gets he should recognize that. 
it's the same way. Like I always, you know, I tell my girlfriend, like I get, I get animated too. Like I'm not actually upset or I'm not actually whatever, but his, she's his girlfriend is a paid actress. Everybody. Yeah, she's not she's real. a paid actress. She's smiling at me, but it's the truth. Like I will get animated even though I'm not that upset or I'm not that whatever. But with Barella, like he's very animated and he always ends up in the book. So why is there no recognition of like, Hey, I need to stop doing this. I don't think he deserved the card, but he's getting the cards. Yeah, okay. He's getting that's, the cards. That's that's where I'm at. Uh, to me, that like that was not a cardable offense compared to what he normally does. That was such a timid response, in my opinion. Like that was not any. Like he literally was just like no. Like turned like kind of like shook his hands. No, like no. Nah, come on, like you can't call a foul there. And then it turned into you know a yellow card. I don't know. I'm like, are you serious? Like we've seen him blow up and and start yelling and screaming and throwing that we don't need this was just it was almost like he decided to give him a card expecting it to get more animated and he was just like i'll stop it now with this then if you know i whatever let him carry on do i think that he should tone it down sure i'm not going to disagree with you on that but to me this was not a cardable offense you know, especially given the the fact that there was no cards handed out in the first half for any of the fouls. Uh, what is his name? Tamweze, Tabeze, Tamizi. I don't remember Tameze, his name yeah. to be honest. He's not. He's not even good. He wasn't even good enough to to warrant me remembering his name. But that guy got away with at least three fouls that would have been yellow cards for anybody else in Europe. Anybody else. But for whatever reason, against us, everyone's like, yeah, yeah, not not going to give him a yellow for that. It was insane that he was able to even make it to the second half without having a card and then for that barella's little reaction boom yellow card that's the first one that's what upsets me the most really but honestly it's just the way the league is i feel like we're kind of like the red-headed stepchild of, of Serie A. but whatever we um let's i agree with you i i want him to tone that down but I also don't want him to lose who he is. Granted, he hasn't been himself this season. I feel like he's been somewhat of a disappointment um, for most of the season. No question. But yeah, it's um, I, I didn't you know some people I was you know, and this is why I don't like to be on Twitter when I'm when I'm watching the games. But I got sucked in because uh, Tony. Um, but yeah, no, it, just seeing like some of the reactions and what people were saying about Barella. Listen, it wasn't a good game by any means, especially for his standard, but it wasn't as bad as people were making it out to be either. Like, stupid yellow card, fine. I remember maybe one or two really poorly misplayed balls, but then the rest of that day, I thought he was... A couple I mean, really a nice a couple really nice flicks. Switch of play. He yeah. had an outside of the butt, like, pass, like, cross field to DiMarco in space. I was like, wow, like, that's, that's what I want to see yep. all the time, but... Yep whatever yeah um i think the thing with barella too it's like also we never see this player you know go on social media and speak or anything like that but he also found himself in a situation this week where he did come out and you know threaten legal action against the people that have been throwing his name in the uh the betting allegations look at how quickly they Backtracked on that too. Yeah, they backtracked on oh, that I, real I said quick. That name by mistake. Like, oh, did you? Wow. Yeah. So Surprise. you you don't know the the 
mindset that the player is in. Like that's obviously has to be frustrating. And I, you know, but I like, I could end people's careers, you know, like that, that type of talk is, it's ridiculous. And the fact that they were doing that, um, this, sorry, scumbag is like just leaking all this information, bro. I mean, the way I look at it and we can get into this later, but I just want to say this quick. This whole thing with Corona, it just feels like a jealous loser who's just calling people out and and really just exposing things because he wishes he was he had that lifestyle and he without, wishes he was a part of it. Without but, question, what he's doing is a is a clout thing. It's about clout. It's about yeah. it's about making him a name for himself. So anyway, um, you don't know what Barella's mindset coming into the game was, but he, you know, like you said, it wasn't a terrible performance, but we are expecting more. That's, that is the, that is the, um, the crux of the whole discussion around Barella. It's like, okay, at some point, you know, we're two months into the season, like he has to start performing. Um, and we'll see, like, I, I do think, you know, upcoming against Salzburg, he may find himself on the bench and, and we may go to Fratesi there. Um, but we'll, we'll see how that shakes out. So as Barella gets carded, it's around the situation where Schurz hurts his knee. And after that, Inter really starts opening the game up. Um, there was a good combination play between Fratesi and Dumfries and Augusto, who would come on. Um, Mickey got a shot off off of a Dumfries throw in. Um, and then there was the goal, which don't freeze comes on. And he was much, I think there also needs to be a discussion around whether or not Darmian has lost his, uh, his feel for playing right wing back because he just wasn't, he just wasn't, um, positionally there today. And it wasn't like they were, you know, Bellanova is obviously, oh, no, it wasn't Bellanova side. Um, he just wasn't positionally there. And it uh, after Dumfries came on, we started playing much better. Um, he squares a ball across to Turam. Little deflection. We get our first goal there in the, was it, 50, 59th minute. So Inter takes the lead, one nothing. What did you think of uh, of that action there? Yeah, no, it was a good, um, good run of play there. Definitely was... Definitely was better once he came on. Obviously, we feel like the, the like the, I think a combination of the guy, the subs coming on and Shares coming off definitely left a lot of more space for our guys to be able to run into and and kind of, kind of roam around within the box. So that was great. Um, with Darbian, I wouldn't say he's. I mean, maybe you can say he's lost his field, but he also hasn't really played. Um, there, you know, for the whole season, he was playing as the right center back until the Pavard was really integrated in. And this was, if I'm not mistaken, his first appearance starting as a right wing back. So, yeah, maybe maybe he has lost his feel and he really has to uh, to start fresh um, and get back into it. But I'm not going to panic with it on him. Like we know he's like our Swiss Army knife. You could use him for, for any situation. Um, hats off to Dumfries having an impact the way he did and, and having, you know, the the assist on, on the Turam goal. Um, he played well today. No, no doubt about it. He did. He played well yeah, today. No doubt. No doubt. I got nothing. Well, we give him his criticism when uh, he deserves it. But today he he definitely was a game changer. Um, he even yep. had, you know, a great run that Fratesi hit him over the top of the ball. So, yeah, this is what we like to see from Don't Freeze. As far as um, just really quickly about that right, right wing back situation, were you surprised 
that it was Pavard for Dumfries and Darmian moved back into that right center back position. Yeah. Yeah. When uh, So, uh, yeah, when I was talking to Tony about that, too, I, I said, like, I was telling him who came on, who came off. And initially, I did say Darmian was off because I thought that that was yeah. going to be the move. And it wasn't until I saw Darmian actually as the right center back where I was like, holy cow, they actually took Pavard off. That may be because he wants him to to be ready for, for Champions League. And, you know, he did have a lot of international play himself. Not that he had to go far, but, he, you know, he played both games. If I'm not mistaken, he played 90 minutes in both games for, for France. So um, maybe maybe that's just um, Inzaghi being mindful of his minutes and, and wanting to, to keep probably our, our, if not one of our, our, if not one, if not our most or one of our most <laughs> important center backs uh, fresh for, for the upcoming Champions League games. So, yeah, makes it, it kind of makes sense. I wouldn't have done it, but hey, it, it worked out. So. Yep. So uh, Inter goes up one nothing. Uh, a couple other things. Augusto had to throw in that Lautaro was was almost clear on goal, but ended up uh, you know getting into a challenge with the goalkeeper and fouled uh, Milinkovic Savic there. Uh, Lazzaro uh, skinned Darmian there for for a second. There, that was pretty. Uh, pretty crazy but then he crossed it up into the atmosphere um fratesi ended up getting a breakaway fratesi played really well when he came on today definitely a player that needs to be playing more minutes because it seems like he's he's in really really needs good to be form. starting yeah he's like in good form like mickey tarion should never never start again in my opinion really it's not even a question it it's not even a question to me i'm 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 tired of seeing mickey tarion on the on the team sheet Every week over Fratesi. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Does Fratesi have to score like a double hat trick to be able to earn a starting role? Like, I, think, I, I don't I don't know. I think it's a balance issue. I think it's a balance issue. And it's not that's not like something that is is um out of out of form for Italian coaches where you know they feel they need to have a certain balance because you know, to be honest, we are much more attacking when Fratesi is in the team. There is space that's a little bit left behind, and I don't think that Inzaghi likes to start games in that manner. And I think that he really does see Fratesi as more of a super sub. You know, come on when you need when you need him to. Um, so I don't know. I, I wouldn't go as far to say that Mikitarian should never start again, but I am firmly in the camp of like we have to find a way to get Fratesi more minutes and. With the form that Barella is in, I think people are going to start having a discussion about whether Barella should be the one to sit down. Um, we saw a little bit of him on the on the left hand side of the midfield three in the first half today, but then eventually he reverted to playing on the right hand side. So I don't know. Like I don't think Fratesi can play on the left hand side of the midfield, so it would have to be Barella there. And I don't know how much Inzaghi likes likes that. So. We'll see how that that ends up shaking out. Ladies and gentlemen, let the record show that Julian has a gun to Alessandro's head right now and is holding him hostage, and that's why he's saying that Barella should be benched. And, I'm, I'm not saying he should be and benched. Not Mkhitaryan. I'm not. Mm, you kind of. You kind of did. I'm not saying he should be benched. I'm you, saying I'm um, that I. I understand. <laughs> I understand why. You know he might be hesitant to play him on the left hand side, but I'm gonna I'm gonna. We move. might not make it. We might we might not make it to 100 episodes if he keeps. No, up with this takes. is not. That's not. That's not a take. That's not a take. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Replay. I'm kidding. <laughs> replay the tape. 
let's go under the hood. Yes, I'm throwing. I'm throwing the red challenge flag. I don't. I challenge. I challenge. Uh, so then we have another set piece goal, which you love to see it. We got one against Bologna, a Cherby header, and now today, uh, Hakan plays the ball in. I love double flick set piece goals. I love it when I do. I hope that that was the intention because I thought in my initially I was like, what a trash cross, and then it ended up in the back of the net. Yeah, but we yeah. we are such a good. We're so well built to be a team that takes takes advantage on set pieces that. Um, I really do want to see more of those like flick onto the back post, you know, a runner come into the front post, flick it to the back post where you can have a combination with, you know, Acerbi De Vrij or Acerbi Lautaro got the goal today. We should, we should mention that Lautaro was the one that put it away. That's his 10th goal in Serie A, right? Five, 11th. 11th? Yeah. So five more than 11 and nine now, five more than Ossiman, an incredible start to the season. Um, Puts it in with, I think, like off his head into his shoulder. So, yeah, all of that happens before the um, the 70th minute. What did you did you think that the foul on Lautaro when Fratesi hit it over the top to don't freeze, don't freeze, play the ball across, and Lautaro was? I thought it was a foul. Um, I thought it was a foul. I thought it could have been I a did, penalty. I did too. Yep, I did too. But you know what? Like, if it was against us, it would have been called a penalty. For whatever reason, we don't tend to get those calls. Um, it is what it is. Like, I mean, I'm glad it wasn't in a situation where we were tied 1-1 or something and we needed a penalty to be able to eke out the win. Um, but <sighs> we're seeing week in and week out, and it's not just Inter games, but like just in Serie A in general, the level of officiating is so low and so inconsistent that I feel like it's taking away from what could be a beautiful a beautiful Scudetto race um, I don't know I, I don't know what, need, what needs to be changed or I don't know what needs to be done I don't know if we need VAR to intervene more often but it just feels like a lot of things get called wrong and a lot of things get missed and overlooked um, and these could be like title deciding misses so yeah it wasn't egregious for me but it also it wasn't yeah it wasn't egregious but it's like you have you can't get these things wrong in my opinion there was contact we have the technology there yeah we have the technology for a reason why is it not being utilized more yeah i I just don't get it for me there was contact um and i thought there should have been a, a longer look at it but whatever um you know we're two nothing up at that point uh Another substitution that I wanted to talk about. So Klassen comes on for Lautaro and moves Mickey into the second striker position. So we saw Klassen op, you know, take that left midfield spot. So I think that the question is officially answered about whether, you know, who would play that second striker, whether it's Klassen or Mickey, it's it's gonna be Mickey, which um I'm okay with because I don't think M- Mickey is as incisive of a passer. Uh, it's probably better you know, to be closer to goal, despite Klaassen's goal record, I think he's a little bit more, he's a, he's a better passer than, uh, than Mickey. So also what a hairline. Klaassen got his hair amazing, back, baby. Right? Wow. Amazing. It's amazing what a couple months at Inter can do for you. Like your hair, you look healthier, your hair starts growing. Right. Maybe I need to move to Milano and just, and it's just, I'll start looking better myself. I'm going to do the same. You think it was a conversation with Hakan that sealed the deal? His ass got on a flight to Turkey. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 
Yeah, he's got a hell I think of a, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> a hell of a wag and a hell of a hairline. So now let's yep. let's get him on the score sheet. Um, all I right. I'd like to see class and get one. Another substitution. Uh, be second Bauer. Get some game time. Five minutes to to end the game comes on for Darmian. I don't I don't think he touched the ball once. But after there's been conversation, that's how good he was. Right, he didn't have to. He didn't have to. He didn't have to. Uh, conversation has come up about a loan spell for him in the second half of the season. Uh, I'm not sure where I stand on that because obviously he's not getting game time. But um, you, we've heard in the past, you know, players like Esposito and players like Pinamonti talking about how valuable it is to just be with the team and with these high level of players like you can also grow as a player in that respect so i don't know like you obviously want to see him playing but there's also you know in italy you can send a young player to another italian team and then he never touches the field regardless so yeah you know don't know what to do there but i'm i'm sure we'll get uh we'll get uh some clarity and then mickey gets a breakaway do you remember who sent him on that breakaway, who passed when he won the penalty? I want to say it was actually Klassen. It might have been Klassen sent Mickey on a breakaway. He gets fouled. Uh, and Hakan Talanoglu. He's the guy, right? He's Real the quick, guy at the spot. When, oh, go ahead. Do you, th- do you think we should have kicked it out of bounds? When? When we got the penalty. There was a guy down. I think it was Tamizi. It was down. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't off of a challenge, right? It was a uh, off the ball situation. Yeah, I mean, I think I, they didn't show what happened. I think because he was cramping up before that, and I think he just cramped up and went down in the middle of the pitch. I it's on it's on I'm a, Torino to call for that, right? It's on Torino. Like I need I need everybody's hand in the air saying. You know. Well, they were the guys. The guys were trying. I'll be honest. Like I'll be. I'll be fair. They were trying to get it to stop. They were trying to get Mikitarian's attention to not keep going. He does, and then uh, Illich call. You know, commits the foul. I don't know. I mean, I don't think you stop it. In my opinion, if it, if it was obviously from from a play that happened previously, a challenge or something, that's one thing. I don't think in this scenario. It warranted stopping it personally. I don't know. I know in my heart of hearts, if it was me on the other end, that I would be saying you need to stop it. But at the end of the day, like I also know that Inter is never going to get that sympathy from any other team. So go get your goal. (laughs) Go go get your goal. Um, That's that's how I feel too. You know, and like I saw like UEFA fans saying how scummy of us to to not put. Like brother, if you were playing Inter, you would not be calling. You would be telling. Vlaovic, gas, 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 all the way. Of course. <laughs> Who cares? So let's, I mean, we're always going to, everyone is going to be biased to their own team. So I don't know why we're. Yeah. It's a, it's also a critical juncture in the game matter. too, because, you know, two nothing is not, we know in this league, it's not the best lead to hold on to. Uh, and Inter has, has squandered two nothing leads before. So let's get the goal, uh, which we do. Hakan from the spot. Guy has just been money. Um, hope that continues. Fingers crossed. That's the game. That is the game. Three nothing. So let's talk about these uh, these player performances. Somer for you. How do you do today? Three saves in the first half. Uh, not much to do in the second. I'd give him. 
I'd give him a seven out of ten. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm right there with you. I think uh, that last where the free kick comes in and he gets just that poke uh, on the ball could have been more dangerous, but um, it doesn't end up hurting him. See that, the, and that that didn't bother me because one, we know he's a short goalkeeper. That's as high as he was able to get up, and he still did enough to keep it off of its clear path to whatever that center. I forget his name already. Um, Sav- Savanov or. Sazanov. 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 Okay. Um, so that that to me is is not bad. Like I, I don't know. I maybe because I'm six feet tall myself. Like I don't, I don't I don't see it as that bad of a thing. And um, he's just it, listen. We we could have been down two three nil had it not been for him in the first half. Like why? I don't know. I don't know why people nitpick him. I'm not saying you. I'm just saying. I'm, yeah. Just, just, just Twitter, just Twitter. I, I, it's, it's annoying. Yeah. Anyway, he played his, he played his game and he did what we needed him to do. So, um, good day for Somer in the defense. I thought Devray was our best defender. Um, hundred percent. Yeah, he was great. He was really, really, really good. Um, did it? I like. I, I don't think he lost the challenge. Uh, and he's just defensively didn't like lose a challenge. Didn't misplay a ball. Yeah, I thought he was very, very consistent. Um, I'd say another another seven as well for me. Yep, Acharbi gets an assist. Um, outside of that, I, I didn't think that he did too much. Um, yeah. but he's also yeah. playing out of position. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, he's not. I don't like think he he's. Was playing, he was playing there with Lazio. I, I don't think that he's. Uh, I think his preferred position is that in the center center back. So. I mean, I, I, sure, I mean, nothing special from yeah. him today. He'll show up on the the. the no, nah, I'd say I'd say five and a half. Really? I mean, better than that. Better than that. You think so? Yeah. At, for, at the very yeah, least, like he six missed, and he a half. He misplayed a lot. He misplayed a lot of balls. Was getting beat. I don't, I don't think he's. I don't think that's a six and a half. I'll meet you in the middle and say six. Okay. All right, I'll take it. Um, Pavard, I didn't think had had his best game today. Um, Defensively fine, yeah, yeah, six. Not much to talk about. The wing backs were yeah. bad, uh, not bad. The wing backs yeah. were bad. They were not good. They were, they were not good. They were not good. Um, Nothing from Dimarco. End Di product was bad. I, I'd say Dimarco was a five. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I'd say I'd say Darmian was a f- five and a half, maybe. Darmian had one nice ball early in the first half where he switched play, which is not what you see from Dumfries. Like he doesn't have the switch play to DiMarco kind of instinct. No, His instinct doesn't. is to play these short <laughs> one twos. Um, yeah. So that's just a different look that he gives you in the midfield. Who's your standout today? It's got to be Hakan. It's Hakan. Yeah. No question. Um, the guy is just so good. He really is. He's just so consistent Put some maximum effort on both both ends of the pitch. Um, His tackling has been me, so, so so good. good, so good. I would I'd give him an eight. I'd give him an eight. Yep, I'm right there with you. Um, I'm right there with you. I I think that I like when he goes in to a challenge, he's been coming out on top. A lot more than I've ever seen <sighs> yeah. in his career. I, I'd honestly say like eight eight times out of ten, he's coming out with the ball. Yeah. As a progressive passer, it wasn't the best game from him, but um, 
he wasn't like the the forwards were playing deep to come collect the ball so he wasn't and also like the Marco and Damian weren't in space so he, he didn't have a lot of opportunity to start pinging the ball uh, all over the pitch but I thought he was really good today Barella uh, Barella like six and a half I think say five and a half Did yeah. you say six and a half I'd say five I'm, I'll say five and a half yeah gave a couple passes I just, I, I, go ahead go ahead no, no, go ahead. I was going to say a couple passes didn't come off for him today, but he still had, like you mentioned earlier, the outside the boot, com- you know, complete field switch of play in the first half was like a, a, not many midfielders in the world can pull that off. And then also he had one mm-hmm. in a flick on in a tight space in the second half to Turam, which is again, like yeah. there's world-class yeah. moments. That was a real, that was a real nice, yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah, I'll go. I'll go. I'll change mine to six. You convince me. Uh, Mickey, Mickey, there's just not Mickey much for me. It's it's he's still a five and a half. There's nothing that'll. I think he made more mistakes. He almost made a huge costly error outside the eighteen in the first half that led to a chance for yeah, um, sec trying to play the ball out. So, yep. Like I just don't like. What are you thinking in that situation? I, I don't get it, but it is what it is. There, um, he. I mean, he could get a three performance out of ten, and Inzaghi will still start him the next week. So he might his position might be more guaranteed than anybody else in the starting eleven. And I'm I, not even just saying like I. I truly believe that. Yeah, I wouldn't argue with you on that one that he has Inzaghi's trust. Um, but today wasn't, it, it, you know, the midfield outside of Hakan wasn't great today. Uh, both forwards on the score sheet, uh, Turam and Lautaro, the better game for me was Turam. I thought his link-up yep. play was yeah. really good. Uh, a couple times, he tore Savanov up. You know, I think he gassed out on that breakaway, but the only, yeah, the only thing he missed was the was was actually getting it in. But I think Savinov was made a or Sazanov, whatever, um, made a a, I mean, a lucky last second, like his back was his back was turned through his leg out. Yeah, he had no idea where where it was. Yeah, so he just got lucky. Um, I mean, I think Vanya would have had the save. He was right there near post, but who knows. Yeah, maybe he would have put enough power on it and it would have got in, like gone right through him. So, Lauti, uh, but I give him an eight. I give him, I give Turam an eight. I'll do Lauti. Uh, yep, I'll do eight for Turam. Ahead. I'll do eight for Turam, and then Lauti got a lot of minutes this, this international break. Um, do, seven he, and a half. Yeah, I'll go seven. I'll go seven. Mm, okay. Okay. I'll go seven. Okay. Subs, uh, Fratesi. For me, like six and a half, seven. Six and a half, yeah. I'll give yeah. I'll give Denzel a seven. Denzel I'll, played I'll get, played I'll, well for me. I'll give yeah, I'll give Denzel a seven. Why not? It might be the first time in the history of <laughs> of this podcast that I give you, not that we've ever really given scores, but like I'll give him a seven. I think this is your favorite version of Denzel is limited time, Denzel. <laughs> yeah. Limited time, maximum impact. Exactly, How about that? Exactly. Give me this. Give me this every time. I'll take. I will take him. Like, see, I if you give me this Denzel week in and week out, coming off the bench for 30, 35 minutes, having this kind of impact, I'll be. I will 
sing his praises until they sell him to the EPL. You want you want as little tape on Denzel as possible. You don't want to review the whole <laughs> yes. ninety. Yeah, exactly. Understood. Exactly. Understood. Uh, Augusto is got to be in line for more minutes as well, just like Fratesi. Yep, he's another one. I think he's earned his way into the starting eleven. Over Di Marco has not played well, not played well this season since I think the first couple games. Yeah, I think that the season stats are inflated compared to his level of play. Is that a crazy thing to say? Because like up, he's up there in terms of all of Europe for mm-hmm. you know goals and assists, it's like actual impact. And, yeah, yeah. But there have been games where he's been not great. And Augusto, I think every time I've seen him, I've been impressed with him every single time. Same, yeah. And even the game, I think the game, even though it ended two two, the game against Bologna was his best game, and he was yeah unbelievable in that game and yeah i think he i think he deserves it i think he deserves a fair shot he's a bulldog like he's just a bulldog he He just wants to be involved he wants to like harass and he's also his mentality and his personality i mean obviously they play different positions and they have different skill qualities but i'm just talking about just as his play style in terms of how aggressive he is and how tough he is it reminds me of stankovic yeah I could see that. I could see that. He's uh, yeah. he harasses. You know, whenever the ball is in his area, he harasses. But he's also he's really good with the ball at his feet. He's really, really good with the ball at his feet. It's a different style of play than Di Marco. Like he doesn't need to be hugging the touchline. He can come inside and be way more involved in play in that respect. And yeah, I like it. Klassen, not much, not much to talk about there aside from the hairline. Yeah, there was nothing really with him. Um, I don't know, five and a half. I mean, he didn't really do much. Didn't really have to do much, but I'll give you know what? I'll give him. I'll give him a six because of the hairline. Give him a six. A, he played because of the hairline. Eight. He played eight minutes. Eight minutes. How many touches? Over under uh, five touches in eight minutes. What do you think? I'll say under. Under. Touch the ball twice. <laughs> Two touches <laughs> in eight minutes was not needed and one today. Was a clean, and one was a clean break for <laughs> Mickey Tarrant. So yeah. I'll take it. Uh, one minute for Bisek. No touches. Zeros across the board. Uh, 10 out of 10. 10. Performance I think so, yeah. Second Bauer. I was going to yeah. say, that's a 10 for me. That's yeah. a 10 all day. All day. Kept a clean sheet. Kept a clean sheet. Yeah. Nothing to... You, you love when a guy, he doesn't do anything, so you don't have to notice him. That That's when you know they controlled the game. So. All right. For our allenatore, Mr. Simone Inzaghi, brilliant touch in the first half. Did you see that? Yeah, I did see that. that yeah. So he, get, he, get, he gets an eight because not only the, with a touch, but he was proactive with his substitutions. I, I was calling for it, and literally as I was saying it, he did it. It's like he heard me. He finally was like, "Oh, gotta shut this guy up." So, yeah, he gets an A for being for being a good listener. Interesting. Okay, so you know, obviously, he wanted to give Bastoni the full ninety rest. Um, interesting. The most interesting decision in terms of who he could have brought on was Klassen over Alexis. Um, so he's trying out that second striker. I, I think. I think he's because he knows. 
how fragile he is, Alexis. And this was probably the first time and I don't even know how long where he's gone to play for Chile and he doesn't come back hurt. But I think he was just trying to play it safe and that's why he went with Klaassen. Oh, wild. He played 90, min- 90 full minutes with- against both Peru and Venezuela. So, yeah. Gassed yeah, out. That, yeah, he was he he was never gonna get yeah never gonna get completely gassed out. Game. Okay. All right. Um, some other news and notes. Arnautovic looks like he might return. Um, in November, uh, second leg against Salzburg is currently the target. Have you seen? Uh, have you seen that? No, I saw that he started doing individual training this week, which was good. Yep. Um. But yeah, didn't know that they moved up the target line. That's great to hear. Uh, that's probably why Marota said that we're not going to go for Taremi in January mm. because we don't have to technically. doesn't mean I wouldn't want him, but yep. technically speaking, yes, we don't have to go for a striker. Or maybe you know that could just be a good thing too to, to help us with negotiations. Yeah, we don't need it, but we'll take them kind of thing. You know, we're not in a position of desperation. You know what so. doesn't help you with negotiations, and I'm really sick and tired of hearing it. And I wish they would stop saying it. Stop talking. Have to sell someone. Stop saying it. Stop saying it. You're yeah, not going to get up. the full value if they know you have to sell. It's supply and demand. It's basic fucking economics. Stop. I under like the only thing that's going through your mind that could be is like you want to prepare fans, but stop it. Stop telling people that you need to sell. Stop it. That's yeah, how you no. that's how you end up losing Brozovic for nothing. Enough. I'm in, yeah, I'm in the same boat because like now I'm worried teams in the EPL are going to come for Lautaro in the summer, especially with the season he's already having. And instead of getting a hundred and 50 million like I would want, we're going to get like 80, 85 million dollar offers and we're going to just take it. And even That's for even for a player like let's say it's Barella, like even for a player like him who's having a bit of a down year and his value yeah, may we're not also getting 50 million, really. Yeah, his value we're may be in- impacted. He should garner more than Tonali at the very least and you know, you're like I mean that's that's not a that's not even a question, right? Like that's not even the only thing that worries me is like these guys go to the EPL from from Serie A and they just don't I don't get it like most of them don't don't really perform well. I don't know why Udoji is the only you one know, I right think now. Of, yeah, like I mean Betancourt meh Kulusevski meh um, Yeah, he's just Obviously, he's back in Serie A, so clearly it wasn't good. And then you got, you know, you can even go back. Alberto Aquilani was a big flop, you know. Um, but then there's been there's been massive hits. You know, you, you got Henri, you got Bergkamp, you got Salah. Uh, Salah, you know, Zola was was huge there. But I would be I would be worried for Barella if he ended up being the one to go. Not that I don't think he's capable of it. I just, if you know, if he has a couple, like look at look at how team Manu has already turned on on Onana. You know, if you have a bad a, a bad couple games, all of a sudden, boom, you're you're written off. So, yeah, it could also be uh, it could also be Turam with the release clause that is public um, 
if you know, he's I mean, he's listen, a Frenchman, and if ninety, let's say he scores five million on a free. Yeah, let's say he scores <laughs> scores fifteen. 15. Let's say he scores fifteen to eighteen. I could see PSG biting it, but, triggering it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, it is what it is. Especially Whatever. if Mbappe Whatever is gone and they've got to fill a hole. I think they want to go a little bit more French. They did say they want to go more French. So, anyway, uh, yeah, that's your quick little notes. Three points back on but top of the league. Let's, let's, let's never do that again, though. I don't want anyone to start talking transfers. Yeah. In or out. Okay. Yeah. Let's yeah. enjoy this ride. Uh, looking at the standings here. Something to note, Inter is obviously top of the league, 22 points. Milan and Juventus play tomorrow. Milan's on 21, Juventus is on 17. So the only team that could overtake us is Milan. But, I, you know, one thing to note Forza, here. You, nah, just kidding. How many goals would Milan need to score tomorrow? To pass us? Not, you know... Not to pass us on points. On points, they could win one. On goal know, differential, I mean. On goal differential, how many do you think? I'm I'm not even looking. I'm going to say, though, eight. They would need to win 11 nothing to tie us on goal <laughs> differential. <laughs> Yo. Just, right. just want to throw that out there. So we just got to root for the draw, really. Like we just got to hope that Juve can do their typical BS their way to a one-one draw, and and that'll be good for us. Because then we'll be in first on on goal differential. Yeah, looks like Juve will be missing both Vlaovic and Chiesa, well, while Milan will be although, missing. I'm not mistaken though. They they got away with that. They took a, they went away from the goal differential, and now you would play like a one game playoff. Yeah, they are. They would go away from goal differential. It's more so just you know a form kind of thing. Yeah, for more money. But uh, Milan is going to be down to the third string goalkeeper with Manjan's suspension, and uh, Sportiello picked up a an injury. Uh, so let's. Who is the third? Is it Tatarusano? No, it's Antonio Mirante. Isn't that a throwback? Mirante. Wow, I forgot about him. Yep. Yeah, so let's see how that top of the table, almost top of the table clash plays out. But um yeah, hoping hoping for a little fuckery. A little fuckery. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't mind I wouldn't mind seeing like a last last minute penalty for Juve to equalize. <laughs> yeah, I'll I mean I'll even take That'd the Juve win. I'll even take the Juve win. I mean I guess, yeah, they would still be behind us, and then we would be clear on one point. We'd be clear on one point, two points ahead of them. Yeah, I just want to put as much space between us and uh, and Milan as, as possible. There. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we are back, back after the international break, back in the win column, back with the three points. Heading into, I tweeted this out, uh, before the game, let me just pull, pull it up. We're heading into a big stretch here with a lot of really important games. Um, and I'll just read that out to you quickly. So we'll be playing Salzburg, both legs, uh, in the Champions League. Uh, we are also playing Roma, Atalanta, Frosinone, who've, who've been a good side this year, Juve. Mm-hmm. Then we play Benfica away, and then we play Napoli. That's a tough stretch. 
it is a tough stretch. Um, but I could also see maximum points and everything for us. I could see dropping points, of course, but I could all I could actually see us theoretically winning every game. Quick question. I'm not just saying that. Like, quick question. What game do you want more? This Champions League against Salzburg or the Roma game? Lukaku's return to San Siro. Oh, we have to have the Roma game. We have to win that game. Like, like we get lose to Salzburg six nothing, and I'd be pissed. But if you came back and won against Roma, Lukaku does nothing, turnovers, slipping, yeah, I don't all kinds of things gets by. I don't like, want. I want. Him, I, I want, want him, him to, to play do, the worst game ever. I don't want him to like not score. It's not about not scoring. I want him to play horrifically, horrifically. I want him hauled off at halftime because for me, he, that, for me that would mean he doesn't score. Yeah, that's what I mean. Not like. Not, oh. not. I should have said not, not. No, not score. You don't want him. You don't want him to just not score. I you don't want him exactly. To, exactly. Yeah, you want him to have the worst. Yeah, I want him to have the worst game of his career to the point where like Roma questions, why did we take you on loan? Mentally, I want him mentally broken by the twenty fifth minute where Mourinho yeah. like I don't want I don't, subbing yeah, him I'm not, prior to halftime. Yes, I don't want. I don't want him to be like harassed and like have racist things chanted at him. No, 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 no. But I. I do want him to play the worst game. Like I want him to like the fear and the anxiety of knowing what's coming. Like that I want him to impact his play. Not so much anything that's that's going on. You know what I mean? I want there to be a challenge, an aerial duel where he comes out the loser and is on the ground and on the his Vrai back just... and Devry is just standing over him. That's what I want. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't know if you saw what Di Marco said about I did. You think there's going to be handshakes? He said, like literally every. I don't think so. Do you think in the first before the game starts, they're passing each other? You think everyone's putting down their hand or taking their hand away? Oh, I, I, I kind of want them to. I kind of want them to. Like a Maxi Lopez, Mauro Icardi situation. They don't even acknowledge that yeah. he's there. That's, I, I mean, I don't think it's going to happen. I think that they're more professional than that, but the the pettiness in me wants them to just ignore him. I could see I could see the you know fist bump, but no eye contact. No one looks at him. No whatever. Just you know, I could see that. Yeah, I don't think anyone looks at, like you know how like everyone greets each other in the tunnel. Like if they used to be teammates and stuff. Like like what happened today with Bellanova and, and Lazaro with the oh, guys. The, yeah, like they were kind of like buddy buddy. Yeah, there will be none of that with Lukaku. No, there will be none of it. Nor should there be. Nor he should there be. Bridge, he man. burnt that bridge. He burnt that bridge. And it's funny. He says that the, uh, things are going to come out or he'll say things. But then DiMarco confirms that everything that the media was reporting was true. So what could you what could you possibly say about Inter? Like, I don't know. I just he's, I don't want to hear, it. The, hear it. The biggest loser ever. Um, yeah. Yeah. I actually respect Icardi more than I would ever respect Lukaku. And I never thought I would get to that point. To be honest. All right. Um, okay. I think we can uh, we can go ahead and wrap up here. Uh, thanks, guys. In the words of the great Roberto Scarpini, Forza ragazzi, Forza ragazzi, Forza ragazzi. Yeah.